This is the Last Call Podcast with your host, Chris Michaels. This is going to be a short podcast because it's the beginning of the week, and I did a radio show last night, so I I got tons of calls during the show because I was so on point, and people were just giving me praises left and right. And then when I got off the radio, I checked my emails, Ugh, and I got such negative emails, probably from a bunch of overweight, bottom-dwelling, basement-living slobs that are also on the radio station, uh, and they don't like what I have to say because I speak the truth. And, well, it is what it is, and that's fine. Uh, But, you know, I'm not going to hold back anymore. I used to hold back with them, but not anymore. Enough is enough. I I just, they're just jerks, and they're ignorant, and they're arrogant in their ignorance. It's just mind-boggling. And, you know, they're the typical mouth breathers. Oh, I think I'm intelligent when you do no research. An example being that uh, I brought up references from the Dr. Fauci emails And then he said I was lying, and then I sent him the link for it, and he says, I don't have time to read this. Well, okay, then then maybe you should shut up before you actually come at me and do some actual research like I do. But anyway, it's typical stuff, and this is why uh, I'm okay with it, because I'm the tip of the spear. I am the spear of brilliance, penetrating the darkness with my light. And I am the the jetty of intelligence upon the crashing waters of ignorance. It is me. I am the bulwark, the lighthouse in the maelstrom of idiocy. So this is, we have to talk about how how do you like that? So, <laughs> a lighthouse in the maelstrom of idiocy. <laughs> okay. So I brought this up last night. I did not bring this up on my last, last call show uh, because it happened over the weekend. And this is the infamous person, if you are in the Democrat uh, the, the Democrat crowd, uh, this would be Chris Stein. So, not Stein, whoops, my mistake, but it's an honest one. Uh, Chris Stein, Christopher Stein. Because uh, Christopher Sign is the one that broke the story of Bill Clinton meeting with Attorney General Loretta Lynch during uh, a, uh, when well, they were on a tarmac in Phoenix, Arizona. Basically, Bill Clinton said, don't let Loretta Lynch take off. And the plane was stuck there until Bill Clinton decided to saunter over there and meet with Loretta Lynch and her husband and basically threaten her and say, hey, do not go after Hillary Clinton and her illegal server that was held over a toilet tank in somebody's home. Don't do it. And supposedly the threat was so bad. Now, this is the rumored part of it, that Loretta Lynch and Loretta Lynch and her husband uh, were in tears because I would assume that Bill Clinton uh, said some very, very harsh things. Uh, well, the reporter that got the scoop on this story was, like I said, Christopher Sign. Now, you have to assume also that Christopher Sign had some sort of tip-off. How did Christopher Sign know that two airplanes, two private jets, were on a tarmac when one of them was illegally stopped, essentially, 
uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, when he is a reporter for uh, in, in Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, that's quite the jump here. Anyway, Christopher Sign, just like many other associates of the Clintons, uh, has decided to commit suicide uh, as of uh, 8 a.m., blah, 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 of, I think, my, I think it was yesterday, so Sunday. Uh, and, of course, of course, uh, ABC, the uh, network that he worked for, our deepest sympathy is shared with Christopher's loving family and close friends, we have lost a revered colleague. No, 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 no. This is the typical canned response. If you're in a, if you are in the crosshairs of the Clintons, you will end up suicided. Just go into the history. You can find plenty of videos of this on YouTube all throughout their time in Arkansas when they were climbing up the political ladder throughout the 90s, the 2000s, the 20 the uh, 2010s. And now into the 2020s. Because America is back, baby. All these degenerate Democrats are out there settling scores. And this is just one more of those scores that they decided to settle. It's sickening. It's sickening that the media does nothing about this. And the, the, the sad part of it is, is that they're in some sort of relationship with the power elites like Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and the Obamas and the Bidens and the Harrises. There's something going on. And uh, we all know it. it. 2020 was a huge, huge example of collusion, a huge example of uh, basically cronyism and propaganda. Through and through, propaganda. We've heard it for four years trying to cover up Democrat crimes and that's that's what it is. It, they are Democrat crimes through and through. And, and and then you've got negligence on the Republican side, where they they're very comfortable going back and forth between the two parties. They don't want to make too much noise because they're they're on a gravy train. They they get paid. Mitch McConnell's they get paid. You know uh, who's the idiot from Utah? Uh, Mitt Romney. He's on the payroll. You know you've got to understand that they all of these democrats and republicans these long-term politicians they've all got an agreement they've all got a handshake and a wink of an eye and the touch of a nose when certain things occur over the course of decades they it goes in one direction it swings in the other direction but overall they get their cut of the pie and they are taken care of they take care of each other they win they lose but overall the political elite are the true winners, not you, not me, none of us here, uh, not none of us, especially on the last call caravan, none of us here are the true winners. So the reason why this story was also important is because the meeting between uh, Clinton and Lynch occurred days before, days, two days before Comey, former FBI Director Comey, announced that the FBI would not press charges against Hillary Clinton. Wow, and the conduct was changed from gross negligence, which is a crime, to extremely careless, which is a non sequitur. It's not a non sequitur, but it's a, it's an irrelevant legal term. It doesn't mean anything. Just like collusion is an irrelevant legal term, it doesn't mean anything. So this whole the whole time Democrats are out there trying to promote Russia collusion, it didn't matter. It was irrelevant. There's no legal crime in collusion there, there's there's no law broken by doing that uh anyway blatant indifference to one's legal duty others safety or their rights 
is a severe degree of negligence taken as reckless disregard, which could in turn mean that it is gross negligence. But Comey went out there and essentially cleared her before the fact. And Loretta Lynch was the one that essentially ordered Comey to do it. So, I mean, what, do we really have to go that far down the line? This isn't even six degrees of separation. This is just out-and-out <laughs> strong-armed uh, threats. Uh, so, I, I would suspect that uh, this story is going to have quite a bit of backlash in a few months because these audits that are coming out uh for these forensic audits that we keep talking about here they found that uh what 250,000 ballots in Arizona um are essentially missing or incorrect i think they're missing because they found boxes of empty in other words blank ballots so there's your first issue right there. The second issue that they're finding is that there aren't enough ballots for the supposed amount of votes cast. So not only do you not have the supposed total amount of ballots, there's supposed to be, I think there were supposed to be 2.1 million ballots that were cast. The auditors, so, so far, I mean, they, they're supposed to release their official findings next week. Uh, but so far, the auditors have said that the amount of counted ballots doesn't come anywhere near the amount of ballots supposedly cast. So what does that say to you? That says that somebody somewhere either got into those systems, which were supposed to be not connected to the Internet, which they were, but they were supposedly not supposed to be connected to the Internet, and fudged the data, that's the first thing, because what happens? Let's say you, you were supposed to have 2.1 million ballots, but you really only have 1.5. So you just go in there and say, whoop, switch the numbers, boom, there's the 2.1, and there's the, the discrepancy. The other issue that they're having is that you could have, like we're finding out in Georgia, this is the case, People just submit the ballots, the same stack of ballots, over and over again. So the the essential phrase that we always knew and love in our political science classes were vote early, vote often, um, that is going to probably be some of the case here, where you've got a bunch of compromised political hacks that want a certain person to win, and they found a stack of ballots— some of them had Republicans in there. Some of them had Biden, or, or most of them had Biden. And they just continued to submit this stack over and over and over again. So you've got the votes, but you don't actually, you've got an increase in votes, but you don't have an increase in ballots, right? So you just ran the same 1,000 ballots to get you to a 2.1 million uh, ballot number. That's it. The next thing is that we've spoken about the adjudicated ballots. The adjudicated ballots basically means that somebody puts the ballot in through the Dominion voting machine. The voting machine says, I can't read this, but I know a vote has been cast. So somebody comes over and says, oh, yeah, for sure, that's a Biden vote, even though obviously the person is probably going to be compromised in one direction or another. And so you understand where I'm going with this. The final thing that we're starting to see is that there are 250,000 votes that shouldn't have been counted for one reason or another. 
essentially this 250,000 number is very important because this 250,000 number is, well, being that the fact that Biden won, that was a long pause, that Biden won by 10,000 votes, you suddenly found 250,000 votes that are illegal. That is a lot more than the amount that Biden won by. A lot more. Why, in fact, it's about 25 times more. It only would stand to reason that Arizona is going to be basically having to decertify their electors, their electoral college votes, which means that Biden loses Arizona, and it means that Trump is probably going to win Arizona. Now, what else does this mean? If the others, and by the way, there are 13 states, 13 different states that have decided to go over to Arizona and observe the auditors because they, those states, want to perform the same kind of forensic audit to make sure that their votes were counted appropriately. You've got states like Arkansas. Uh, I think they're even trying to get New Jersey of all states over there. I mean, that would be hysterical. I would love it if somebody from New York went over there. But you got Washington, Georgia, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Alaska, Michigan, South Carolina, and Missouri. And there are more states traveling over there to figure out what exactly went on. Now, this is, this is a huge, huge issue, <clears throat> issue because this could, in fact, really put a thorn in the side of Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, and uh, Biden. I, I mean, I don't even consider Biden, you know. I mean, who's Biden, really? This is going to be fairly fairly damaging. All Trump needs is two states to overturn their electoral college votes, right? All he needs is, is two states. And then, and then the, the current president is no more. The current squatter is no more. And what else could happen? Well, now we're forced to get into the Senate and get into the House of Reps and tell them to start decertifying the 2020 election. And we all know through the rumor mill that Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell have zero intentions on doing something like that for the exact reasons that I've told you before. They are in cahoots with one another. They pretend to be, uh, they pretend to be uh, in, in combative situations just to get money from you, to get votes from you, but that's all it is. But behind closed doors, they've got an agreement. We win some, we lose some, but overall, the House always wins. Or in this case, the Senate always wins. So they've got no motivation to actually execute the oaths of their office by upholding the will of the American people. They've got no impetus to do that. And finally, 
uh, we're going to, well, I was going to bring up a story about Adam Schiff because Adam Schiff is a little dirtbag that was uh, on the Intelligence Committee throughout 2020. And there's a disgusting little story about him. He had a little, uh, there's a reason why, and there's a reason why I keep saying little. There's a reason why Donald Trump kept calling Adam Schiff little, and he kept spelling it L-I-D-D-L-E, not L-I-T-T-L-E. So Adam Schiff uh, was being called that because Donald Trump was aware of a certain amount of uh, ickiness. And we've brought it up here in the past too, but I'll review it real quick. Basically, Adam Schiff uh, was taking money from rapists. Does anyone remember Ed Buck? Ed Buck was a gay rapist. He would lure, essentially, African-Americans into his apartment, inject crystal meth into them, inject it, not smoke it, inject crystal meth into them, and essentially rape them. One of them escaped. The most recent one escaped, ran to a hospital, and that's when uh, Ed Buck got arrested. Ed Buck, big-time fundraiser for the Clintons, Big-time fundraiser for Democrats, especially Adam Schiff. He lived in Adam Schiff's district. Also, Adam Schiff was in the same district as something called the Standard Hotel. Lots of rumors about the Standard Hotel. Those rumors involved child trafficking, human trafficking, and and also, the most disgusting of all, there was supposedly a vat of acid on the roof in the form of a water uh, tower. You know, those water tanks that you see on the top of uh, roofs, especially in cities like New York and things like that. Well, apparently there was a vat of acid. That ha- that standard hotel, that whole chain, supposedly has gone under for some reason. It's, it's finally out of commission. Well, uh, Mr. Schiff, I guess I'm going to go into this. Mr. Schiff is very, very upset because he found out that the Donald Trump administration was essentially spying on Adam Schiff the whole time because they were trying to find out who was leaking, what illegal activities they were executing, and how they were bending the rules to manipulate the media. Who were they coordinating their efforts with? The Trump administration also went after Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell, if you remember, was having an affair with Chinese national Fang Fang. And, wow, what are the odds that both of these people are in a a lot of hot water, including also another California politician, Dianne Feinstein, who, Dianne, I was like, was I, uh, (laughs) my voice cracks, Uh, Dianne Feinstein had a driver, also Chinese national, and Dianne Feinstein just happens to leave secret material, top secret material, all over her car in the trust of her driver. I mean, so it's really obvious that basically the whole political class in California is compromised in one form or another. So Adam Schiff, very, very upset. This is outrageous. He's saying now he wants to go after Trump even more. He's planning all sorts of stuff. Well, here's another reason why, or here's the real reason why Donald Trump used to refer to him as little. There was, there is a foundation. Now, this is a very disgusting foundation uh, the premier organization for infant and pediatric massage professionals worldwide it's called little kids foundation spelled l-i-d-d-l-e-k-i-d-z a worldwide organization that involves itself with infant and pediatric massage therapy Oh, good gracious. Good gracious. And do you know the symbol 
for the Little Kids Foundation. Why, it's none other than a butterfly. If we go to, if we go back to that FBI document that shows the symbols of pedophiles, why, oddly enough, there is the symbol of a butterfly in there, and it looks fairly similar. Oh, and by the way, do you know how long it takes for you to be certified as an infant or pediatric uh, massage therapist? Why, you can complete the whole uh, comprehensive training in two days. That's all it takes is just two days, and you can be touching kids. Oh, God. How can you even go along with this? How could anybody take these people seriously, and how could anybody not be outraged with these people? Then you've got a little training course that they that they go on their that they put on their website. And oddly enough, this training sor- uh, resource or this training uh, basically like a PDF or a PowerPoint, the, it equates massaging children to making a pizza. Oh, use soft cupped hands and place them and move them in a circular motion on the back of a child. Oh, and here we go. We have to add a little more cheese, and this translates to lightly tap the fingers all over the back. And this is the other uh, analogy to pizza. Now we just wait for the pizza to get a, to get nice and hot. And what that means is that you should move your hands in a circular motion a few times. What kind of individuals, one, what kind of individual is going to be certified within two days to start touching kids and infants? Two, why... Would you be choosing a pedophile symbol as your symbol of the organization? Three, why would you be creating a basically a marketing PowerPoint and equating massage therapy of infants to pizza, especially given the Epstein, uh, the Epstein connection with Pizza Gate, which goes back to Ping Pong Pizza and Comet Pizza in Washington D.C., where it's rumored that tons of children were either raped, trafficked, or murdered in those facilities, in the basement or in one of the freezers. A lot of horrific stories. None of them can be substantiated, but it's along those lines. Oh, gosh. And it goes on. When making a pizza, planting a garden, or baking cookies, it's a great idea to ask the children what they would like to add. Over time, they will learn the types of touches they prefer and request it in the form of rain, snow, and chocolate chips. What? What kind of hideous grooming are we getting involved with here? How dare you put something like that on a website? And, oh, here's another thing that the Little Kids Foundation Global is involved with. While they were involved with... Oh, uh, Haiti volunteer outreach with children and orphans during the earthquake of 2010. Oh my gosh. And they support children living through these traumatic circumstances by providing care, nurturing, and stability. Though the use of the compassionate and nurturing touch, or through it, that use, uh, children feel they are worthy, emotionally cared for, and have enhanced self-esteem. I mean, this reads like a pedophile's marketing call. This reads like a pederist uh, recruitment document 
Learn how to massage infants and children in two days. Oh, it's like a pizza, just like Pizza Gate. Oh, also, we went to Haiti to work with the Democrats. Do you know? Do you remember? The Democrats were, uh, the, uh, particularly the Clinton Foundation, they were all over Haiti. And we found one person that was very, very high up in the Clinton Foundation staff that was caught trafficking 33 children in the back of a pickup truck. And none of those kids knew why they were picked up, nor did they know where they were going. I mean, get real. Get real. These people need to be held accountable, and we need a media outlet that's actually going to do something about these people. Oh, and here's something else. Here's something else. Uh, the Heart Touch Project, also associated with Adam Schiff's little kids, uh, they have a hand with a heart in the middle of the palm and a uh, hypnotic symbol in the shape of a heart within the heart on the palm. And I've brought this up in the past, too, how the heart and the um, and the hypnotic symbol, like the, the, the circle that keeps going out and out and out, uh, like you see in cartoons, how that's also symbolic of pederistic uh, organizations thanks to that FBI document that you can find. Uh, you get the idea of where I'm going here. And all of this stuff is coming out, and it's dripping out, and it's becoming quite a torrent. And it appears that with these audits, and as these audits continue, and as we find more damning evidence of manipulation in the past election of 2020, you're going to start to hear more and more of these kinds of stories involving Democrats, involving their nefarious activities. And I, for one, I, for one, and am ecstatic about all of this because I, the, it doesn't matter what party you're with, and it doesn't matter what party you support anymore because the party lines don't matter. They don't care about you. Okay, there's a globalist agenda going on, and it, it involves pedophilia. It involves the confusion of gender roles. It involves basically allowing perverts, perverts and degenerates, to go after kids. I mean, you can. I saw a video over the weekend that went viral, and the caption was, "We should all have." this kind of confidence and it was a, a basically a five or five to seven year old I, I don't have kids and i don't know their ages but it, i would assume the child is between not five maybe six to seven maybe eight years old on a new york city street surrounded by a crowd they all have their cameras out and this little kid this child is attempting to twerk and everybody is cheering this child on i mean that is pederastic child grooming that's all that is this is the agenda that's going on here and the democrats are being the steamroller when it comes to policy so we need to put a stop to it as soon as possible and the only way that this is going to happen is going to be from the grassroots from the ground up start taking over the school boards start taking over the uh, election committees and things like that we've got to get these people out we've got to stop allowing them to promote this kind of disruptive curriculum for children 
We've got to come back to some sort of morals. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to go back, everybody has to wear a suit. But there, there does have to be some sort of decorum that allows children to be children and not have them essentially groomed to be sex objects, literally sex objects at seven years old, at six years old, and think that is acceptable in this society because it's not. Okay, that's it for me. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You can find me at Anchor. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Google, uh, Apple Podcasts. Be kind. Share it everywhere because I am a lovable fuzzball. I am brilliant, and I am always gracious for any assistance that I am given in the form of spreading my brilliant knowledge that I bestow upon you, the Last Call Caravan. Thank you very much.